Welcome to Roxy's Banging Podcast. I will talk about sex with you and I will go deep. Oh. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about my gangbang experience and everything that I've learned from it. So let's go. The story of my gangbang with three and a half Israeli men took place in the magical base of Kopangan in Thailand. It was the result of an intense phase of both limitless sexual exploration and me not having had any sex for two weeks. A long time for me. My needlessly long break was caused by someone I'd met, fallen head over heels for, as I do, and who just left the island. I was mourning the end of a beautiful romance with this exceptionally handsome, charming ginger acrobat. To distract myself from the painful loss and to get back on track with my wild face, I went to one of those crazy and wild parties. I went in the morning after doing a bit of yoga. What a sweet routine I had back then. But this time I went with the pure intention to fuck. I wore nothing but my red Baywatch swimsuit and took nothing but cash and a condom, not knowing I'd need a lot more than one. Before I even entered the party, I was politely offered a few lines of coke by some members of the Israeli crew that regularly roam the island. This gang of moneyed boys and men, less Israeli women, as the guys simply prefer to hang out with Russian girls, was somewhat infamous on the base. They could be found fully fucked off their faces in their fancy-looking leather, biker, badass outfits, creating a mess of aggressive hedonism, I'd call it. Every year, every season, same people. Big egos, big mouths, but that's about it with big things. They are a solid group. To party with them is at your own risk of severe intoxication in the most professional way. Anal to how much one can take to not just overdose. Taking pills to bring the heart rate down and others to increase serotonin. Mixed with judgment, gossiping and loads of banter at your expense. The Israeli crew loves to take the piss out of everything and everyone, including themselves, in the most blunt and dark way imaginable. That's why I love them. The party ended at maybe 11am, so we all went to the beach. I somehow found myself amid that group. I knew a few of them, including one guy who I'd known quite well from years ago when we were on a special undercover mission in Katamindu, or Kathmandu. During the whole trip, we thought we were in a Tarantino movie. And on that weird, surreal level, I found myself bonding with the main character. Who would have known that years later I would have an orgy with him? I certainly didn't. Back to the setting on the tropical beach, everyone high, big Israeli group. That's when I remembered my mission, the reason why I left the house. And without any consideration, a bit like I was controlled by higher forces likely the cocaine, mixed with an unusually high sex drive, which I had from the moment I entered this world, I asked into the round of 20 people who would like to have an orgy with me. Yes, I did that. And the three guys sitting next to me, after realizing it wasn't a joke, agreed upon the offer. We went back to one of their villas. A girlfriend of mine followed us to watch the spectacle, and for the next 10 hours we fucked in a way that was better than any porn I'd ever seen. Well, I was the center of it, so of course it would be better. It was fucking live. It all started with those three guys sitting in front of me on the sofa, and even though they looked like excited and nervous school kids on their first day of school, I understood the vulnerability of my position. Vulnerable because one word, one look, could change the power dynamic immediately. 
their intention, their feeling towards me was crucial for how I'd feel and how this experience would be for me. Which is why I explained to them that it's very important for me to set the rules and they needed to stay aware of how I felt the whole time. And I would verbalize everything, of course. Rule number one, condoms, obviously. Rule number two, everyone had to shower first, also obviously. Rule number three, no kissing. We broke this one. To make sure that all washed themselves properly and to have a little bonding moment, I did shower them myself, like a mom cleaning her kids, really. And then we started. Oh, Jesus and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, the whole damn lot did we start. I could write a whole book about what followed. But just picture me sucking one of them off while the other one fucks me doggy style and the third one comes along and holds the plate with massive lines of cocaine close to my face so I wouldn't have to get up and out of that perfect position. We switched from super sexy to super playful. Me on the bed with my legs spread, exploring all parts of my pussy. People came in and out. One guy who had a girlfriend waiting outside the house snorted a line from my body. And no, they're not together anymore. You can call me Roxy the breakup coach. It was a big, messy playground for adults. The highlight was probably when I finally managed to make the last one come. And for some reason, perhaps accidentally, he in that very moment looked into the eyes of his friend. You cannot imagine how much we all screamed and cried of laughter, even days after. They probably are still laughing, in fact. The sun had long set and I finally managed to put my bathing suit back on after a few failed trials and it was time to walk home through the jungle in the dark. I felt tired, exhausted, fragile, empowered and speechless. That's when the emotional aftermath began. Leaving their hotel, I had to pass the balcony on which the rest of the group was still sitting. And that was when, for the first time, I was confronted with the judgment of other people over what had happened in that villa. I saw some of the girls looking at me, communicating judgment and ridicule with their eyes. What the hell were they thinking? Slut? Did they not see that I had just fulfilled one of my longest-running sexual desires? They should have high-fived me, but they didn't. For weeks, maybe months, I was the talk of that group. The way they talked, though, revealing secrets I had told them and making fun in that dark and sarcastic way did not make me feel empowered at all, but rather looked down upon. I was massively confronted with the fact that I was a woman and we are still living in an age where sexually liberated women are being judged rather than supported. I never fully realized how pervasive it was as I grew up with my very strong feminist mum and it was completely normal in my eyes and in my world for girls to just do whatever they wanted. I was born into a body that is highly sexual and a mind that is extremely open so I never understood why girls should not have just as much sex and with as many partners as boys. I did not grasp the concept because of my very liberal upbringing You can call a girl a slut, but I don't see nor do I understand the negative connotation of that word. I know the stigma exists and it was held against me in the most obvious way after this experience, but that doesn't mean I get it. I have been like this all my life and I truly believe that there is nothing wrong with me. I'm not a bad person. 
The only explanation I have found for why people, particularly men, still shame women like me is fear. Fear of losing control and power over women which they had for so long and which is implemented into their DNA. Suddenly women get their power back and slowly but surely stop being dependent on men as they make their own money and gain personal and sexual autonomy. Even though most men get excited by those sexually open and liberated women, they would never consider dating one. A good, quiet girl that won't cheat nor leave them is who they'll marry. Sexual desires will be fulfilled elsewhere. They need to feel ownership and power over their wife. And to still feel power over sexually liberated women, they will then call her names like slut, slag, bitch, etc., trying to degrade her. The reason why women are shaming other women is simply jealousy. We have replaced our sense of sisterhood with a sense of competition when becoming exclusive with one man. Since agriculture started, we have developed monogamous relationships, which was later accelerated by religion. Cheating became sinful, sins would be punished. You know the story, I don't have to explain this again. Because of the idea to be with one man, keep that one man, we would hate whoever is the biggest threat in keeping him. And who is that? A promiscuous girl, of course. So when you hear a woman call another woman a slut, please explain this to her. She needs to understand her own conditioning, her fear and her desperate try to own and keep something that was never hers to begin with. A punch in the face would also do. Those were my feelings and conclusions after the experience with all the negative reactions I received. I didn't know whether I had become the most empowered version or the most degraded version of myself. Coming down from all the drugs obviously didn't help. What did help was talking to my friends and they gave me an extra amount of love as they knew love was what I needed. And realizing that, I started giving some extra love to myself, slowly letting go of the thought of what that group that I had no connection with and that was on a completely different level of self-awareness thought of me. Thankfully, I had all the time and space in the world to just sit on my balcony, look at the turquoise ocean and breathe. And that's when my other half, Sharia, said to me, Bitch, you have to write this down. I've always loved to write, and I'd gotten to a point where I didn't only have some interesting stories to tell, I also mastered, with all that damn yoga every day for years, the art of reflection. So I started writing which set the path for something much bigger and more powerful than I knew back then. It was the birth of Roxy's dream. This was nearly two years ago, and I know for a fact that Israeli crew is still talking about that day. As you can see, I am too. And for me, this is one of the stories worth telling when someone asks me to tell a story. This is a story worth writing about, because through it I experienced all layers of vulnerability and empowerment at once. It was a great learning process. Not only have I learned a lot about myself and our society, I've also learned that with an open mind and courage, every fantasy can so easily be fulfilled. And I've learned that every new sexual experience brings growth and development if done in a mindful and introspective way. Sex can be therapy, and I believe it's the most powerful tool to explore and understand and by that heal your own mind. 
That is the end of my story. I hope you liked it. If you want to hear more stories and wisdom, please subscribe to my channel. Follow me on Instagram. Have a look at my website. And that's it. Bye. Oh.